And we pray that the blessed hope of the second coming will give us the life that we need to be faithful to you to the end. We want to open your precious work and receive instruction regarding righteousness that we might be upright men and women blameless as we wait for the coming of our King. As we learn together, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, I, I think this must be the first day of spring. I'm glad we missed winter. I, I don't like winter. We want to turn to James. Chapter 4, begin in verse 1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. 是从哪里来的呢？不是你们从白体中战斗之私欲来的吗？你们贪恋还是得不着？你们杀害、嫉妒，又斗殴征战，又也不能得。你们得不着，是因你们不求。You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. 你们求也得不着，因为你们妄求，要浪费在你们的宴乐中。Adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. 你们这些淫乱的人呢，岂不知与世俗为友就是与神为敌吗？所以凡想要与世俗为友的，就是与神为敌了。or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. 
你们要愁苦悲哀哭泣将喜笑变作悲哀欢乐变作愁闷乌要在主面前自卑主就必叫你们升高 And then chapter 5 verse 7 and Therefore be patient brethren until the coming of the Lord See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. 弟兄们啊,你们要忍耐,只等到主来,看啊,农夫忍耐等到,等候地里宝贵的出产,直到得了秋雨春雨,你们也当忍耐,兼顾你们的心,因为主来的日子尽了。do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. 弟兄们,你们不要彼此埋怨,免得受审判。看啊,审判的主站在门前了。We are talking regarding this matter of being prepared and made holy for the return of the king. Very often when you see exhortations to holiness in the word of God, they're connected with the coming of the king. The good news is the king is coming soon. But that means that the Holy Spirit is putting more pressure upon us in this sanctifying work and preparation. Even the world's pressures upon us, the Lord uses to sanctify us and prepare us for His coming. And so we find this burden of sanctifying the saints throughout the New Testament. And especially put together in the New Testament are four books that speak on this matter of kingdom, righteousness, and holiness. The book of Hebrews, James, first and second Peter. If you look in those books, you'll see uh, about the kingdom coming. You'll see about the perfecting work that the Lord is doing in our life. You'll see the phrase, the saving of the soul in these books. These all have to do with our sanctification. Sanctification means to be made whole. When God wanted to explain to the children of Israel what holiness means, He gave them the illustration. The children of Israel came to Mount Sinai. And there's three parts to sanctification. 
First, God separates something from the world unto Himself. And then that which is separated is purified. And that which is purified is glorified. So the end of sanctification is the Lord wants to fill us with His glory. So when the children of Israel were at Mount Sinai, God did three things. First, He told the elders to separate the mountain and to make a barrier around the mountain. From that moment on, Mount Sinai became God's holy mountain. And then they saw God come down on the mountain with fire. And fire is always the symbol of the purifying of God. And then when God came down, His glory shone. And so God showed and explained what sanctification is. This is what He's doing in our lives. Separating us, purifying us, and then filling us from glory to glory. James here is speaking about the coming of the Lord being very near. And so James has a burden. He has been trained in righteousness. What does that mean, trained in righteousness? He has been taught by the Holy Spirit's dealings. He knows the way of righteousness. His particular burden is to share with the Jews, the Jewish Christians, this way of righteousness. Now we know that righteousness, the Jews have a zeal for righteousness. Righteousness is in their DNA. Paul says they have a zeal for righteousness. But they don't know how to be righteous. They keep striving in themselves. They don't know the only way to righteousness is by faith in Christ Jesus. And so Paul has to explain the way we come through in righteousness through the life of Christ that lives within us. And all the writers talk about a secret, the mystery of godliness. Now I don't know if Gentiles have righteousness in their DNA. But often a young Christian is zealous to be righteous. So they try to obey the word of God. And by the grace of God, they know some victory. 
But eventually they run into trouble. Why? Because they don't know that they can only be righteous by the life of Christ within them. They try to do it themselves. But they don't succeed. They need to understand the secret of this life dwelling within. This life within gives us the power to be righteous. Now we have looked for two times already in the book of James. And, and James talks about this secret as the perfect law of liberty. In chapter 1, verse it says, uh, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and abides in it. Now that's the same word abide as we find in John 15. Abide in me and I abide in you. James says there's a law of liberty. It's perfect. It's a principle of life. It's a word. Now, a law is always a word. It's a command. But it's something that abides within. And as we obey this command, we find our lives are liberated. One day, all of us, before we leave this earth, should be able to say with the Apostle Paul, I have been crucified to the world, and the world has been crucified to me. So now the Christian has a law. The perfect law of liberty. You find the other writers who also speak of such a law. Now what does Paul call this law? The law of the Spirit that sets us free from the law of sin and death. There's a law of the Spirit to be discovered by the new man in Christ. And this enables us to live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Hebrews speaks of a new covenant. You know these important passages in Hebrews chapter 8. The writer speaks of this new covenant that has come through Jesus. Well, our brother Stephen Kahn wrote a whole book on it. here's just a couple of things. You won't have to tell people know the Lord because people will know the Lord already. You won't have to tell people listen to this law because they have a law within them. And you won't have to tell people remember your sins because God has taken your sins as far as the east is from the west. 
那我们亲近这个大祭司那有一个生命的一个原则就是在发生那约翰是怎么样提到这个律呢 Abide in me and let my word abide in you. 你住在我里面，但愿我的话让让我的话语能够住在你里面。Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world.在你里面的这个人是比这个在世界上的还要更大。Here again, John is exhorting Christians to understand this life that abides in you.所以约翰在那边劝勉弟兄姐弟兄们能够呃要听从这个律。This enables your faith to be victorious.让你的信心能够这个能够得胜。so today, when people look at the book of James, Christians sometimes look at it and say, you know, it's a lot of legalistic rules. You know, it's famous that the Martin Luther, famous reformer, did not like the book of James. He called it a, a, he called it a letter full of straw. Because Martin Luther wanted only one gospel, you're saved by grace. James, but James said, once you're saved, if you want to do righteous works, you must uh, understand the law of liberty. But Luther made the mistake many Christians made. When you read the book of James, what do you read? Just a bunch of laws? Then you've made a vital mistake. Christians in the first century understood about Christ being their life. But many Christians today don't understand that. And so they look at James as being outward rules. Actually, it's the way to life. Now we've been looking at the chapters 1, 2, and 3. In chapter 1, we saw this perfecting process taking place through trials and temptations. Now all of us here would be great Christians if we had no trials and temptations. But the, he says, but James says, thank God when trials come your way. Because they're doing a perfecting work in you. It's perfecting your faith. Enabling you to stand with patience in trial. And if you will endure through trial, abiding in faith, you will receive a crown of life. Now he says, even temptations. Come to us. 
And there's where we really learn the importance of abiding in the law of liberty. Now we're abiding in Christ. Now we're walking in the Spirit. Then the temptation comes to us. It says, You You want to be mad. You want to do something that's wrong. Now you're abiding. But your soul draws you away from the abiding. Say, hmm, I want to taste that apple.然后就离开了我们这个内住的生活我们要许多要从这个试探里面有所学习因为我们开始受困惑的时候我们要试探我们 and James says, God's not tempting you. You're tempting you. Don't say God's tempting you. But what does it mean when somebody says God is tempting you? Here's what they say. I don't think God loves me a hundred percent. I think I'm on probation. Now the other Christians are good. I don't think God likes me. So he's tempting me to see if I'll make it. Because he doesn't really want me around. That's a lie. What's the second lie in temptation? As soon as you're tempted, you think you've already sinned. Oh, I've been tempted. Oh, I'm such a sinner, I might as well do it. The Bible says, when you are tempted, you have not sinned. Jesus was tempted. But he didn't sin. As long as we're human beings. Now, do you have a body? I hope most of you do. Now, do you have a will, a mind, and emotions? I think most of you do. Now, as long as you have a body and a soul, this world can tempt us. The devil can tempt us. But what must we do when he tempts us? We just read it. Resist the devil. Stay abiding in Christ. Resist the devil. And he will flee away. But sometimes we're tempted and then we do the temptation and we sin. And when we do, what do we do? That's where in James chapter 1 and verse 21. It tells us the way back into abiding in the law of liberty. We lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with humility the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Or as you said in James chapter 4, humbly 
by grace draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now what's our temptation when we sin? To run away from God. To hide in the shadows. Put sunglasses on. Become anonymous. He says that you have a word of God in you, a living word. It's like a mirror. What do you see in that mirror? What do you see? You see who you are in Christ. You see who Christ is in you. You see your oneness with the body of Christ. You see your love for God. So James is always exhorting us, as I, I made a simple statement. Are you double? Or single? You have a single mind to the Lord? Is your heart pure? Or are you double? He says, when you believe, in chapter 1, verse 7 or 8, when you believe, don't be double-minded. Double-minded. And in James chapter 4, he says, purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so, we're always having a problem when we get double. When we're single, our spirit, soul, and body are all aligned under the life of God. When we get double, our soul has gone aside. Our mind decides something else. So in James chapter 1, our heart believes, our mind doubts. Uh, now, which one are you going to go with? Your heart or your mind? You see, you double? Uh, so, when you're in trouble, you have double trouble. Because you're going through trials. But James says you should be joyful in your trials. Because you know their end. Because Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Your heart is filled with God. That's it. Can you abide in the love of God? Can you continually love the Lord your God with all your heart? 
Well, I wish we all could, but in fact, we go double. So James says, ah, ah, you're double. Get back to single. 雅各说：“你们现在心怀意，你要回到担心的时候。Be that upright man. 你要做这个正直的人。Straight, blameless, true. 正直的，无瑕疵的。Turn away from double mind. 你要远离这个呃这个双心。Love the Lord with all your heart. 你爱主，你要全心的爱主。You know what Saint Augustine said one time? 你记得有一个有一个歌者他说到 Somebody asked him a question about serving God. 有一个人问他说是关于这个侍奉神。He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then do whatever you want. You then you can 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 do whatever you want. Then do whatever you want. Then you can freely do whatever you want. If you're wrong, you'll hear somebody inside say, "Double, double." Someone will say in your heart, "Hey, you're now double-minded." This is our way that we learn sanctification. 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 And they affect life in the church. That will impact the church's life. The first is when you have double love. When you have two, you have two loves. Now, how many of you have double love? 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 Now, how many You can, if you have double love, then there's trouble in the assembly. That if you have double love, then you're in trouble. What does double love mean? That double love is what? You love the Lord in your heart. 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 You love the Lord Now you see Calvin. You 看到 Calvin 吗 Don't like him so much. 我没有是不是这么喜欢他 I say Calvin. 我说 Calvin. Sit back over here in the corner. 那你就坐在这个角落 But I say Nick, sit right up here in the front. 我说 Nick， 你就坐在这前面 We go downstairs to eat. 我到楼下吃饭 I fill a big plate. Give it to Nick. 我这个一碗就放很多的饭给 Nick. I tell Calvin go in the kitchen find some scraps. 我就说 Calvin， 你到厨房里面去捡一些这个剩下的 I know no double love in the body of Christ. 那你在基督的身体里面，你不能有这个双重的爱 I know that some of you are tempted. I like your Chinese brothers and sisters more than me. I know you have many people who like these Chinese brothers and sisters. But I, I am your trial. But I am your trial. You must love me the same as your brothers and sisters. You must love me the same as your brothers and sisters. Back to single. Back to single. James calls it the royal law. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, how much do you love yourself? Now, you love me just as much. Come on. I know you love yourself. So now you gotta love me that same way. See, we're all one in the body of Christ. So in James, you know, have problems with rich people 
being preferred over poor people. 那在雅各书我们看到说，这个有钱的人、富裕的人是他们是比较喜爱这些人胜过这些贫穷的人。So、in the church, this is wrong. 但是在教会里面，这是一个很大的一个问题。Double love, okay. 不能有这种双双重的爱。And then the second problem is. 那第二个问题是。When we separate faith and works. 当我们把这个信心和行为分开来的时候。And he gives this example. 他给我们这个例子。I am again with my、uh, brother Calvin. 那我跟 Calvin 在一起。Now poor Calvin has no money. 那可怜的这个 Kevin， 他没有钱。He can't even get some dinner for his、uh, dear wife. 那他不能没有钱，这个请他的。Now I see him after a meeting. 那我在聚会之后。I say, oh, my brother Kelvin. 我就跟 Kelvin 说，我的亲爱的弟兄。I raise my hands as if to prophesy over him. 那我的手就举起来，好像我在做讲预言。I say, the Lord bless you. 因为神祝福你。And fill your tummy. 那但愿他能够让你的肚子能够喂饱，让你能够感觉到温暖。Amen. Amen. But then Calvin says,、uh, "Hey Dana, can you loan me ten bucks?" 然后就说 Dana 弟兄，你可不可以借我十块钱？ I say not for you ten bucks. You find a job. 你自己去找十块钱。你可以去找一个工作嘛。So we are, we have a great faith. Oh, bless you, but we don't、uh, have a pocket. 我们充满着信心哇，什么神祝福你，但是我们没有这个口袋，没有钱。Now if you have a lot of religious sayings, but you have no pocket, it's dead. 你如果你有许多的这个宗教的讲法的，但是你没有口袋没有钱的话，你那这你真正的信心是有口袋的。Abraham not only had faith in God, he had pockets. 那亚伯拉罕不仅是有信心，他也是有这个口袋。He took his son out of his pocket and offered it to God. 他把这个儿子从这个口袋里面拿出来献上献给神。Now you see, faith and works go together. 这信心和行为是。If you have, if you have living faith, you are doing living works. 那你如果有活的信心的话，你是做这些活的这些工作。If you split faith and works, 你把行为和信心分开来的话 ，your faith is dead. 你的信心是死的 ，and your dead works are dead. 你的这个行为死的行为也是死的 ，and that's religion. 这就是宗教。There's a lot of religions who have a lot of doctrine, talk, 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 but they do nothing in the kingdom of God. 那有许多的。宗教是就是一直讲许多的事情，但是他们在神的国里面是没有地位的。Have other religions that work, 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 but they have no faith. 那有许多的这个宗教就是做许多的行为，但是他们没有信心。Don't split faith and work that double. 这个信心和行为不能帮他们分开来。You're killing the you're killing the living being. 你把这个活的这个生命让给杀了。He says, as the body can't live without the spirit, neither can faith live without works. 那身身体不没有没有灵不能活，那你信心。啊、uh, ，这个没有没有行为也不能活。And then the third thing he spoke about through the whole chapter three. 那第三章这个他所提到的是 is the double tongue. 那就是你这个舌头的这双方面。How many of you know what a double tongue is? 那你这个双舌是什么意思呢 ？Any of you a trumpet player? 那有没有人是这个吹号的 ？You know what double tonguing is and triple tonguing? 那你这个双舌还有这个三舌是什么意思 ？Every year trumpeters and they play real fast. 你看到这些吹号的人，他们有时吹得很快。They go tuck it, tuck it, tuck it, tuck it, and with their tongue, it's called a triple tongue. 他们就 tuck it, 那就就是就是 tuck it, tuck it, tuck it， 就是这样。然后他就是 double tongue， 两个舌两，这是两个舌。然后 tuck it, tuck it, tuck it， 这是双舌。tuck it, tuck it, tuck it， 那是 double tongue。这是双舌。Now that has nothing to do with the Bible. Okay, now. 这与圣经没有关系。But what is the double tongue? Is the tongue like the snake has when it comes out like this? Like, 那这双舌就像这个蛇的这个这个舌头一样，你出来的时候。So he says, with one tongue you say bless God, bless God. With the other tongue you say、uh, you're no good, you're no good. 那你用一个舌头说你祝福神，然后另外一个舌头你就说你不好，祝福神。And you curse your brothers. 然后就咒咒诅你的弟兄姐妹。
那不行的。Whenever you have a tongue that gives out fresh water and salt water at the same time. 你有这个舌头，如果是呃这个是盐水或是淡水。Where's the problem? 那问题在哪里呢 ？Upstream. 就是你上游。You have the two wisdoms. 那你有两个智慧。Wisdom of this world. 你有这个世界上的这个智慧。Wisdom from above. 还有就是从上来的智慧。And when you have two kinds of water. It means you have a mixture of the two sources of wisdom. 那你有两种水的时候，就是你这个你的水源是有不同的。Here James talks about being a perfect man. 那现在雅各讲到说，你这个完全。A man who's trained his tongue. 那这个人是已经训练他的舌头。To speak a wisdom from above. 那从呃述述说从上来的智慧。See the last verse in chapter three. 我们看第三章的最后一节。He says, "Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace." 那就使人和平的，是用和平所栽种的异果。So Jesus says, "Blessed are the peacemakers." 所以啊，这个耶稣就说到说是啊，和睦的人有福了。Because the words they speak come from a wisdom which is from. 因为他们所讲的话是从这个智慧是从上面来。All right, now we come to chapter four. 所以我们现在就看到第四章。And then chapter four, we see James increasing his burden for correction. 那我们就看到雅各。就将他的，就是讲到修改这件事情，他的负担就越来越重。In chapter four, James is dealing with worldly-minded people in the church. 那第四章他就讲到说是属世的这些人在教会里面。His exhortations become strong. 那他的这个劝勉就越来越强。Because the Lord is coming soon. 因为你的主即将再来。And when the leaven of the world is in the church, it does great damage to the bride. 当世上的教到教会里面的时候，就会有许多的这个问题。And so first he talks about the wars that go on in the church. 那他首先是讲到说，在教会里面所发生的这些战争。And you saw there in beginning of chapter four, verse one, where do wars and fights come from? 那第一章呃第四章第一节我们就看到你们中间的征战斗殴是从哪里来的呢？ Now I don't think he's literally talking about wars in the church. 那我认为他不是真的，就是字面上的说是这个教会里面的这些的战争。That is to say, we have one group over here and they have spears and knives, and another group over here and they have guns. 那就是说，不是说是分成两组，这组有枪有这个刀子，另外一组有枪。But how many of you have been in a church where there's a war? 那你有参加过多少的聚会是在那边是有战战斗的呢？ Oh, it's a terrible thing. 那这是一个非常不好的一件事情。What are the source of the wars and the and the struggles and the divisions in the church? 那这个是从哪里发生的呢 ？What is it? 那是什么呢 ？And James tells us, ah, you know what? It's because somebody is committing adultery with the world. 那雅各就向我们说到说，因为有人与世犯奸淫了。If you love the world, you become an enemy of God. 那你如果爱世界的话，你就与神为敌。And if you bring those worldly attitudes and thoughts and desires into the church， 那你把这些的私欲这些东西带到教会里面的话 ，it creates wars and divisions。那就会造成分裂，还有一些的。What's the source of all these wars？ 那这些斗殴是有什么问题呢 ？Your desire for worldly pleasure。你实在是期待这个，你期待的世上的这些的享受。The lust that war in your own soul。
这是参念里面的私欲我们就彼此在那边站那这个属世的事情来到教会里面 Notice what he says in verse 4 and 5. Adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of this world makes himself an enemy of God. Now our hearts are to be completely the Lord's. We love the Lord with all our heart. Then why are we committing adultery with the world? And then he goes on to say in verse 5. Do you think the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? Now there's two translations there. I don't know which one the Chinese has adopted here. One is that the Spirit of God is in you and He is jealous that you love only God. The Spirit is in you. He's jealous for you. He wants you to love God, body, soul, spirit. Now that's one translation. The other translation is that the spirit, our spirit within us, tends to envy and grasp. And that's the source of our war. Now which one is Mandarin? Neither one? Number one, number two, or you can't tell. Number two is talking more about the human, envying. Ah, but now, it's more uh, the spirit. people think in the Greek it's more the Holy Spirit who's trying to keep you. It's the spirit. In any case, you see the problem is adultery. And here is where James is very tough. He says, now God has given you grace. And when you're worldly, you need to humble yourself. And draw near to God. You know, your life will not be happy if you're outside of God's love. This problem, loving the world, destroys the church more than anything else. 会这个会打败这个会会给这个教会造成许多的问题是远超过其他的事情任何一件事情。那是那个教会呢？那是哪一个教会呢？那是哪一个教会呢？那是哪一个教会呢？那是哪一个教会呢？那是哪一个教会
Now when heaven looks down. 当这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天使往下看的时候，那这个天
love of money, which is the root of all evil. Riches are the greatest snare to the upright man. So people love the Lord. And the Lord blesses them. And then they accumulate. And when they accumulate, they change their attitude. And they stop being nice to people. And they cheat their employees. Or they treat them roughly. Because riches is a, is a snare in our lives. Now the Lord blesses us. And we need to have money to live. But the Bible keeps saying, watch out for the snare of riches. Watch out. And so we see this. We'll just read the verses together. Chapter 5, verse 1. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are mothy. Uh, we, we can't read the whole thing for a time, but you can see that he's talking about your your wages or your laborers are crying back to you. There's so much injustice that happens when a rich man becomes rich. I know a young man who became a bodyguard for a famous rock and roll group. This group traveled around the world. A, fam- a famous group. I, I won't tell the name because none of you know him. But he was a bodyguard. And they would go to Brazil. And one time he went with this famous rock guys. And they came to Brazil. And they took the fanciest hotel in Brazil. And then they took the uh, honeymoon suite. The most expensive room in the uh, hotel. And then they trashed the place. Broke the furniture. Broke the TV. Threw things around. And this person asked them, why did you do this? And they said, we were bored. Now, these are very rich people. But look at their wickedness. They just destroy property. Just you heard recently, for those living in New York, we have a new gift now. It's called the knockout. You just walk down the street and somebody comes up from behind you and hits you so hard knocks you out. James and Stephanie be careful because they do it in Brooklyn. Actually, they target the Jews. And you know why they do it? Just for some fun. Riches can make us wicked in heart. 
那这个我们这个富足，我们这个钱财会让我们心里面变得非常的邪恶。And so James gives us a very strong exhortation.那这个雅各就给我们很大的一个这个劝勉。But then finally we come to the end of the book.那我们读到这卷书的末了的时候。And James turns his mind to thinking about the bride being prepared.那他就把这个这个重点放到这个新妇要。and he speaks to us as the church of how to live in the light of the fact that Jesus is coming back soon. And so he begins to share with the saints how to live as we're waiting for the Lord to come back. You notice in verse 7 be patient brethren until the coming of the Lord. In verse 8, strengthen your hearts, for the Lord is at hand. Don't, in verse 9, don't grumble against one another, because the judge is standing at the door. Now, here is what James is saying. Brothers and sisters, we need to maintain unity in the body of Christ. The Lord is coming soon. We need to stay together. And we need to be patient with one another. Don't grumble. You remember how much God didn't like it when the children of Israel grumbled in the desert? Grumble, grumble, grumble. They want meat. They want water. We want fish. All kinds of grumbles. The Lord is coming soon. Be patient. Don't grumble. Don't serve with grumbling. How many people serve God that they say, Well, I guess I have to, but I don't want to. I got to clean up the building, but I don't want to. when you're working with somebody and they always do something the wrong way, be patient. And then he says, you know who received the reward? He says, take for example the prophets. How about this for patience? You prophesy something and it doesn't happen in your lifetime. Now you see, at least Jonah, he prophesied and immediately everybody in Nineveh repented. But Isaiah prophesied that Babylon would come and take Judah away into captivity. And it was more than a hundred years before it happened. 那以赛亚所讲的预言，他们被掳是在一百年之后才发生的。
Now, how patient do you have to be to be a prophet? Now, if we don't learn patience with one another, plan two, God has to do a job on you. Now, do you want to learn the patience of Job? How many of you want to learn the patience of Job? Job went through terrible times. He remained patient. And in the end, he saw God loved and blessed him. He just had to wait. Then he goes on and says, Now when you gather together, live and love one another. Uh, pray for one another. Praise God together. Notice verse 13. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing psalms. And then we have this beautiful passage in verse 14 and 15. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven.你们中间有疾病的呢，就该请教会的长老来，他们可以奉主的名，呃，用油抹他，为他祷告。出于信心的祈祷，要救那病人，主必叫他起来。他若犯了罪，也必蒙赦免。Now this is the most beautiful picture. Of how the church should be together. Now, if you're sick, what should you do? Just pray. That's the first thing you do. Now, what if, if the sickness, actually, the word is a, in Greek, a weakness, lingers on? We're not healed. Something lingers on. If we are the body of Christ, if we are one together in the Lord, then I may call the elders. Now, why do I call them? This is a humble experience. Because I say, you know, I look at myself and I think I am 100% pure hearted for God. Maybe there's something double I don't see. Brothers, pray for me. Do you see something in me? Am I doing something for my soul? Am I violating my heart somewhere? You know, because we can't always figure out what's going on. And the elders pray. Maybe we, you confess your sin. And they anoint with oil, pray, and you're healed. They pray for you to be one. To be righteous. To be under the blood. They pray for that. And coming back to this position, you, you are healed. Now, this isn't just physical healing. This is also other problems. You know, sometimes we get out of place. When we come to our brothers who we respect, we say, brothers, please pray for me. Do you see something? 
有的时候你像我们的弟兄们说，你请你问我怎么，你们看到什么不对的？或许他们没有看到，或许他们会做什么修正的工作。但是我们必须要能够领受这些。因为我们想要能够能够瞻仰。So he goes on and says, uh, uh, verse sixteen, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another so that you all may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. 所以你们要彼此认罪，互。互相代求，使你们可以得意志。一人的祈祷所发的能力量是大有功效的。Now the bride, as she's waiting for the Lord to come back. 那这个新妇在等我主的再来。We need to pray for one another. 我们需要为了彼此祷告。We confess our faults to one another. 我们彼此承认我们的罪。We pray to keep us all under the precious blood of Jesus. 那我们就持续的祷告，让我们能够在主宝血底下。This is the place we should be when the Lord comes back. 这就是我们所当在的地位，乃是我们所在。One together in Christ. 我们在基督里面是一。Under His precious blood. 在他的宝血之下。Our sins are confessed. 我们承认我们的罪。Our prayers are prayed. 我们做我们的祷告。And one more thing. 还有一件事情。While we're waiting for the Lord to come back, 当我们在等我们的主再来的时候 ，Don't forget those who have strayed away. 不要忘了那些远离神的人。It's time for mercy. 要对他们施怜悯。It's time to reach out. 我们要向他们、uh, and try to bring them back to the Lord's house. 带他们回到主的家里。The Lord is coming soon. 我们主即将再来。And so it ends in verse 19 and 20. 所以结束的时候是九节。Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back. Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. 我的弟兄们，你们中间若有有失迷真道的，有人使他回转，这人应该知道，这叫一叫一个罪人从迷路上回转转回，便是救一个灵魂灵魂不死，并且遮盖许多的罪。Now look at verse 19. Says, "Brethren, if any among you wander away," so we're talking about Christians. 所以第十九章第十九节所提到是弟兄们，如果你们有迷失真道的人，想救主，当一个人迷失真道的时候，那有谁是去呃寻找他？有谁会在向他们向他们施怜悯？有谁要向他们说话？你同与他一同祷告，带他们回来。如此，神的家就能够充满。And brought under the precious blood of the Lord. 那这个迷失的羊就回到主的面前。This is what the life of the assembly should be. 这就是你聚会的生活当如此。Full of love. 充满的爱。Living in the law of liberty. 那活在这个自由之律里面。Loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. 那尽心尽意尽力爱你的主。Keeping the new commandments. 怎么遵守一个新的诫命 ？Living in the new covenant. 活在这个新约里面。Abiding in His precious word. 住在他的话语里面。And when we go double. 当我们有双星的时候 ，What do we do？ 我们做什么呢 ？Run away from God？ 我们要远离神吗 ？No， 不是的。Draw near to God。你要亲近神。Hebrews says, "Whatever you have done, draw near to the throne of grace by the great high priest." 那希伯来书说，你们要亲近神，做你接近这个大祭司。Because the Lord is near， 因为神已经。We must make sure that we're under His precious blood. 我们要确实知道我们在他的宝血下。Coming of the Lord is at hand. 主的再来已近了。Well, I hope you have a wonderful week and you don't grumble at your husbands. 希望你们有一个非常好的一周，不要向你们丈夫们埋怨。Husbands grumble at your wife. No, no, no. 我是先生，不要丈夫不要对妻子埋怨。And especially your children because they have off from school. 特别是对你的儿女们，因为他们现在
这个礼拜不上课，所以他们要有耐心。神就会让你借着这些人耐，能够成全。我们结束之前有一些的祷告。